pod starts now. <laughs> you got to stop starting the podcast like that. It's a real bummer. I'm going to fade in over this one. It's overused. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I'm pretty excited to podcast tonight. It feels like we haven't done it in a while. It's been over a week. I've been withholding my words from you for the last 24 hours. I know. I came home and it was, or you came home while I was in between fighting off napping <laughs> and losing tremendously. And it was very, uh, very brusque. I was like, oh, oh, I see what we're doing here on this day. We're withholding for podcasts. We are saving it for the pod <laughs> is what we're doing. Yes. It's like, absolutely. son of a bitch. Absolutely. We are. It's a beautiful day in New York City. It's springtime. It's February. It's going to snow. Like, no masks tomorrow. at work. No masks on the subway. Everything's back open. We're fucking vaxxed, waxed, and ready to climax over here. Ew. <laughs> Please never say that ever again. Oh. No, I'm so excited. They took away the masks at work, and that's the, that's the final barrier. Yeah. Someone tell that to the entire city of Los Angeles. Yeah, you want to start there? We'll start there. Let's. I have I have my list of complaints and my list of this is nice, but mostly it's a lot of complaints. I gotta say that's great. So yeah, this is probably going to be the big LA podcast hour. Yeah, big LA energy. Yeah, I've got my LA, LA hat on, matching my shirt today. We said it last week, but just to reiterate, Will and I both went to LA separately for different reasons, and we never ended up overlapping. I never no. saw you there. No, it's fine. <laughs> so. I went to the Springs Breaks. Yeah, you did. Thank you very much. Because I was like, you know, I'll go. This was the intent. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I, Saturday, I was like, no. I was glad you went. Did you have to pay to get in? Yeah. How much was it? Like $30? $30. Yeah, that's too much. Erica was going to go with me uh, one of the nights, but it was $50 because it was some kind of VIP Excuse me? preview. And I was like, I do not. And you not can't ex- swing? I can't bring people. Why? I skipped two after parties because I couldn't bring anybody. Why? Why? I don't know. This is the part I don't understand. It's I, a I was Ponzi like, scheme I was well. like, okay, we're going to spring break. I'm just going to be like, I'll text you. What time can I go? Because then the assumption is, I will just get a wristband. Thank you so much. Plus ones all the, all around the house. Of course, even the people who sh- like have the booths should be able to be like, I'll get you in. I'll get you in. I'll get you. In. Like every other art fair that there is. I know. Because I was there at someone else's largesse, and I did not want to interfere with his relationships oh, with, fuck the, with the people at the art fair and stuff, because they know everybody. They walk around to the booths. They know right. everybody that curated it and sits there all day. Yeah. The secret that I learned for next time, this is a big heads up to you and all the listeners. If you're ever at a spring break art fair, just tell them you're an artist. They don't check your ID. They just give you the thing and let you walk in. Oh, because there's so many artists, I think they technically have a list somewhere, but they also just don't give a shit and f- feel like people don't know that. Yeah, but if you didn't... just said you were an exhibitor, they just give it to you. They never checked my ID. They never did anything. I thought about trying that with friends, Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's a risky proposition. Well, Probably depends on who's at the desk, et cetera. Who's et cetera. there and who's feeling, who's feeling it. Yeah. The problem that we have in, in the Lo- Los Angeles doing anything art-related is that they are more uh, Rona-scared. That anyone in any institution on the Eastern Seaboard, um, I, as a Whitney member, have reciprocal membership to go to LACMA. Sure. Do you think there's any way to reserve a ticket on LACMA's website for reciprocal members? The answer is no. No. So I could, I was like, oh, like, oh, me and Mika will go, like, uh, 
people want to nap okay let's go to the museum okay great how do i get tickets well they don't sell tickets on site i'm like okay that's just a COVID thing of going well we don't want to pay visitor services people this is, so fuck fuck that whole idea but then i was like let me call the membership desk membership desk is closed in observance of the holiday i'm like okay but what holiday l- president's yeah oh yeah okay. so i was like gonna go on monday and i was like they're like we're still fucking closed i'm like what the fuck you yeah. have to have some kind of visitor services in order for people like moi who are, you know, just bouncing around coasts to be like, oh, yes, we will let you in. And, oh, would you like a guest pass? Yes, $12. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I went to the Getty and it was no problem, to be frank. Getty was sold out all weekend. Really? Yeah, I could not get tickets to go Oh, to I guess I did go on a weekday, yeah. kind of in the morning, too. So it was really no big deal. But I forgot that admission there was free. Yeah, it's great. And they get you on the parking. That's what they get they you They just on. screw it's $25 you on to park there. Uh-huh. So you basically have to pay anyway. But That's hey, still not bad. It wasn't bad. And all things considered, it was a nice museum visit, especially in Rona Afraid, L.A. Empty? Because, no, it wasn't. It was pretty crowded. But there's so many outdoor areas there that you get mask breaks constantly, constantly yeah. going in and out of places. And they don't really hassle you about it, which Well, is that's nice. LACMA, too. There's lots of indoor-outdoor. I suppose so, yeah. But... Yeah, the Getty was sold. I was like, oh, I'll just oh, let's just take a quick trip up to the Getty. And it was like, no. You didn't miss here. much, to be frank. I mean, the Pusan exhibition, I thought of you. I thought you might like to have <gasps> oh, seen that. Poussin. It was Pusan and the dance. No. So the contemporary component of it, where they played videos of like people frolicking in a field, was pretty dumb. I don't need that. But the Pusan works, as usual, were impeccable condition from like the Prado, from the <gasps> Louvre. Uh, <sighs> from london so there was a lot of really good paintings in the show and i particularly like the drawings but other than that that would have been a good heads up like hey by the way there's a pusan show at the at the getty you should go to there oh see i just assumed you would have known this. i didn't know you always know more than me about art world goings on so i figured the reason why i don't know is because i was like oh we'll just go oh we'll just go okay yeah back to the main topic which is you can't do fucking anything in nla without covid everything resis yeah planning in advance for at least two hours or knowing a week ahead of two weeks ahead of time in the case of lacma because it's a lottery to buy tickets i'm like no one likes a museum that much just fucking figure it out jesus christ yeah yeah i don't know i and another guy in my booth when we were out for drinks one night he was from new york too he wants to do the podcast by the way we should talk about that later Mm -hmm. um we were both kind of trying to explain to the la people like what is going on over here you guys got this shit backwards. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty fucked up. You know, Cove is Ove, guys. <laughs> like we're done with this. You know that, and nobody got it. And to their, you know, I have to give them a little bit of credit. They were like, "Look around at this bar. Does anybody care?" And it's true that at a bar full of like twenty and thirty somethings, it, nobody cares. No a one shit. cares. That's fine. That's probably universal worldwide right now, anyway. But the rest of L.A., I went to a restaurant where there was no indoor dining that wasn't advertised. They didn't say that on their website, but you show up. There's no indoor dining still. What? Our Waitron had on rubber gloves, the face shield, and double mask. Okay. And we were being served outside on like paper plates and stuff because they weren't even like handling dishes. You also had to order on an iPad on your own and then they would bring it to you so you didn't like talk to a waiter. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. It ruined the experience of some frankly pretty good sushi because it was so abysmal. You were so as an activity. paper plates? Um, yeah, basically, yeah. Sush yes. on paper plates. Well, it just, yeah, it came in like takeout containers to That's the table undignified. outside. It was really undignified. It was <sighs> expensive, too. It wasn't like cheap shit. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, I, I, got the, I got the very sustained impression. I was like, because I went like, um, spent a day uh, 
like on Venice Venice Beach, Venice Piers. I saw the Venice Skate Park. Oh yeah, very famous skate park. Yeah, I was like, oh, we'll walk around, and get a, have a little iced coffee. Oh look, skaters. There's one without a shirt. Let's go look overhead. <laughs> oh my god. And then I found a video of him helping one this uh, one artist kids like drop into the the bowl or whatever it's called. That's very sweet. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, good shot. Um, but like, I was like, why is everything fucking? Um, I paid eighteen dollars for a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, was it delicious and did it take me to like memories of like a perfect Dean and DeLuca sandwich? Yes, it yes it did. But also I was like, we're in LA. Things are cheaper. What are we doing? Uh, I don't think that's true at all. California is so expensive. For no good goddamn reason. LA was way more expensive than here. The cars were cheaper. I took a lot of cars and they were very cheap. You didn't rent a car, did you? Oh no. Oh, okay. It was nice really having a car. I will tell you what, my favorite part of the whole experience being there for about a week was just whipping around in my in my rental car yeah i'm telling you it's the best you put on some fucking music you just drive around by yourself awesome i did have one uh one night where uh i went to go see erica and yeah. i was like yeah so i'm gonna drop you guys off and then can i use the car because i'm not paying 70 dollars to go to pasadena you borrowed their car yeah <laughs> Erica and Ben's car? No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have it backwards. You no. borrowed the, the rental car yeah. of the people you yeah, were yeah. with. That's fine. I was I like, can that's... I use this? And they're like, yeah, you drive way more than we do. I'm like, thanks. I think that's <laughs> an okay ask anyway. Yeah. And drove through like the 110 and the 134 or whatever. We should explain this real quick because that's actually a really great drive. I was not. It's beautiful. I was not prepared for that. Erica's. I told Erica and Ben this when we were up there. Our friends live in Pasadena now. Great choice. Honest to God, like, I, I have a lot to say about whether or not I could live in L.A., but uh, yeah, let's no. say hypothetically I did. I think they made a great choice. Pasadena is amazing. I can't it's believe beautiful. more people don't live there. Yeah, well, because it's so fucking you get, everything. It's really not that far, though. I know. I went to the fair almost every day, Oh, which, well, it, you know, was in Culver City. Did you have to cut down on the 405 or no? Rarely. I think I had to do that one time because I made another stop. Or did you... 405 is where all the traffic is. Yeah, did you do the Pasadena shuffle? As was I, I did that a couple of times, too. Yeah. But here's the thing about the 110. This is what we got to talk about. It's one of the oldest freeways in California. Huh. So it's narrower than all the others. I'm sure it's you still noticed still got four that. fucking lanes. I think it's a three-lane freeway for the majority of it. And it, it's really narrow. The, the lanes are small. It reminds me the most of driving around in New England. I'm yeah. sure it was built around the same time. It's similarly windy, too. It doesn't have that character of, like, a 50s and beyond freeway. Where it's just straight. Where it's just yeah. straight. And all of the on-ramps and off-ramps are, like, stop signs. So if you have to get on, it's incredibly difficult if you're not at a light. Oh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of love the, like, the stop, go, stop. They, like, they pace it based on traffic behind you. I was like, this is... Ooh, I could get down with this. Well, and don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun because you got to get up to speed when you stop at a stop sign and then have to get on the freeway. Like, that's mm. not a very common experience. Mm. Again, that happens in New England sometimes, but that's the only other I place guess. I can yeah. think of it. Usually there's official on-ramps with yield signs and lights, and it's much more structured. Right. A passing lane and stuff. Not like that. Also, there's, like, a, a series of tunnels that you go through that are really cool on the way up the 110. So it's this old freeway. You go I through did it. not go through any tunnels. I'm sure that you did. You must just not oh, have been paying attention. I was above ground the entire time. I don't know. I don't remember where you were coming from. Okay. But uh, when I had to come back from Culver City, it happened almost every time. Hmm. But anyway, so yeah, you, you go on this old freeway, and you get up there, and Pasadena's fucking beautiful because it just looks kind of like the suburbs. What I didn't realize about that area- it's in the mountains. 
it, that's where the Rose Bowl is mm-hmm. famously. And yeah, it's right at the foot of the mountains. And they'd always said that, but I didn't realize how close the proximity was. I mean, you could oh, walk like, to them right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, hold on. I'm trying to see. I, maybe I didn't take that. Not that it matters, but 134. Oh, the 101 is what I took. I'm so sorry. I did not go on the. I did not drive on the 110. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. No, okay. One, yeah. Okay. I was like, that doesn't sound like okay. The 110 is different. Yeah. Yeah. That's just whoop. Yeah. I was like, this is left. But like, when you drive at dusk, you're like, where did they get these fucking like? Where did they get these pictures for these Apple backgrounds? And I was like, oh, right here. Dusk right in Southern right California is, <gasps> you know, it's cliche, but it's one of the most amazing things. Like the quality ev- of light and color in the sky is just gorgeous. Purples and blues yeah. that you never thought you'd ever be able to understand. And you're like, oh my God, I get it. And it somehow feels like it lingers for longer. Oh yeah, Like forever. I've been to LA in February twice now. And I have to say, I think that's the ideal time to go. It's probably the cheapest travel wise. Because uh-huh. there's not much going on with the exception of the Super Bowl this time. Yeah, that kind And of, freeze yeah. and stuff. But, you know, how many people does that really draw? But just the quality of the weather is gorgeous. Although, I have to say, my first day there, it snowed. I heard I heard you drove through a hailstorm. I did. Yeah, I had to go get, like, some weird parking pass. See, all of this stuff about California, it's they stupid. nickel and dime you all over the place. Right. It's so expensive to live there and be there. It's just expensive to be there. I can't even imagine living there. No. Plus, it's just nanny statism. Like, I had a bad experience. Sorry, I'll get back to the hailstorm. But I had a bad experience right off the bat because I've become a reactionary fucking libertarian because of COVID. And oh boy. I I get out at the airport, and it's a shit show to get my rental car, by the way. Again? Never, ever go get a rental car that's off-site. Make sure that you get... Off-site. Pay the extra $100 to get Enterprise or one of the big names or something so that the bus that needs to take you to the rental car is right there and available and you yeah, don't have to take you a to the... city bus and then transfer to another shuttle that's in a fucking parking lot three miles from the airport. It was crazy. Why didn't you just take a car to the place? You, because you have to wait in a special zone and you have to take a bus to get to the zone oh, yeah, that's for right. Ubers and Lyfts. Yeah. LAX is a mess, too. I My okay. beloved JFK, I, I'm telling you... The, uh, you guys, L.A. It's it's okay, but New York is way better. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I've 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 ne- I've never taken stances hard on the East Coast West Coast beef, but I will say definitively, New York is the better okay. city. I'm well, sorry. Well, let me tell you this. So I haven't flown out of anywhere in three years. Yeah. So last time I went to L.A., I just was like, okay, let me just book the like Uber pool or Lyft pool, and it was like right outside the terminal, and they took me. Nobody in. tells you. Nobody tells you. you they gotta took- take a bus. <laughs> And now you got to go to LAXIT. And I'm like, where the fuck is this? And they're like, it's a 10 minute walk. I'm like, okay, 10 minute, gay 10 minute walk is seven minutes. But then LA gay 10 minute walk is about 14 minutes because space is not measured right. Yeah. No, they measure it all wrong together. because they also don't have sidewalks. And then you just go, am I walking on the grass? Like, what am I doing? Do I look homeless? I'm carrying all my bed. Ba- like, what is going on? And like, the fuck? The joy that is the refurbished, reopened LaGuardia Airport. Boop, boop, boop. Car service. Okay, great. Okay, we dropped you off right in front of your terminal. Thank you so much. Boop, boop, boop. I just landed. All right, I'll be right outside of your terminal. Thank you so much. What do I have to do? Um, Nothing. Just stand outside of the goddamn terminal. Don't yeah. even walk across the street. We're coming to you. Yes, yeah, see. <gasps> I thought My for beautiful a home. <laughs> I thought for a second. I was trying to be in the spirit of charity because I was in a good mood. You know, it's nice to go on a trip. And I was like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm used to 
JFK and LaGuardia and New York airports, and I kind of know my way around. Even Newark. Whatever. I, I, I was just thinking, you know, it's not fair to be somebody f- from a city and say my city's better because I know where everything is. That's not fair. If you'd never been there before, maybe JFK is really confusing. I don't know. But on the way back, I was like, no, no, it's definitely not my problem. This is a total, this is a total LA boondoggle. I think the I think the secret move is to fly into Burbank. Yes, it is, and I will take that to heart next time. It costs so much more. Necessarily, or really, just because it's a smaller airport. Smaller airport. So if you're in the hubs, you it's like if you want to go to Newark, you can fly into Burbank. Right. You know, honestly, the experience at LAX was so bad that I would be willing to make a transfer. I only like direct flights, but say I had to like fly to Vegas and then fly to Burbank, Burbank I would do that. Oh, hell yeah. That's a what, hour-long flight? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I will say I did lots of, uh, you know, chunk flying. That is kind of my preferred way. You fly in, in it what, was like with layovers you're talking about? It was about? like a three- or four-hour flight, and then a little little baby layover, and then we're there you know that can be okay but i have t- had too many close calls yeah the first with yeah. layovers to trust them anymore and i will always opt out of that if possible i liked getting up stretching my legs and you know walking around oh no no don't get me wrong i don't mind that part but if you have a narrow window and your flight is 20 minutes late and then you're 20 minutes from the next gate you need to get to and it maybe gets a they, little sketchy yeah uh, because they don't always tell you that they're not going to have enough overhead room for bags. Now you have to check it and go to baggage check and then get to your next gate. I mean, you never know what the well, fuck is going to happen. And airlines are a ripoff, as are rental cars. Every travel experience is just a fucking scam, and I don't trust them. Let me, let me just throw this out there as the one silver lining of um, Spirit Airlines. Oh, boy. You flew Spirit? It was the only one. Boy. Yeah, I know. That's rough. I, I don't want to talk about it. You but are a peasant. That's peasantry. Here's the thing. You pay for your carry on but that puts you in the first boarding series right yes i know so you you're like you're the first one on you throw your shit you don't have to worry about it because yeah. i do not check anything i do not trust people with my things me neither i have like that's easily twelve hundred dollars of clothes no <laughs> you you have i, more I always pack cash in <laughs> clothing on a trip then I have possessions total. I think. <laughs> it's like you take a cashmere, you take a couple sweaters, you have some button downs, and you're like, eh, but then I have to find them. So like finder's fee is added in there. Um, but they let you board first, so you're always good to go. And if you don't do the like, you don't fall into the like sneak attack of like, hey, do you want to bid for a better seat? Sometimes they'll just put you in their version of a first class seat, which is like a lazy boy. Right. And it's free which I also got on the way there. I was like, oh, this is nice. I've gotten that a couple of times on Spirit, too, especially especially if you're flying alone, that tends to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I was like, you know, this isn't bad. And then every other time, it was a three-seater row, and it was only two people in the row. So wow. we, we always just like, hey, can we spread apart? Great. You're really lucky. I flew on two very large jets this time and had middle seats in <gasps> the middle section Ew. both times. Gross. But you know what? Delta saves it. I will always come down for Delta as an airline. Delta and JetBlue are the only tolerable airlines these days, honestly. I will always, like, I'm always like, can I go to JetBlue flight? I just like a JetBlue flight. They're going to give you snacks. Hard I want to cheese Hard it. to get to hard places to get. you want to go. Yeah. That's what's weird about JetBlue is it, it'll, like, fly you to Indianapolis, but you can't go to L.A. I, I don't understand why that is, I but. I flew to L.A. on JetBlue last time. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. But I also planned it far enough in advance that I got 
a reasonable flight and you know well and i'm just saying that it's not like a consistent option i feel like they don't run routes to la like i didn't see a jet blue flight the whole time that i was looking for this one you know what i mean it's not like you can find it twice a week or whatever it's like maybe sometimes but they cost like 400 bucks which is why they don't show up on like expedia they're like "Eh, you're being cheap but anyway now that we've done eight minutes on airlines well i had to fill um, uh, where were we? So oh, it was a it was a shit show at LAX, and I finally get my rental car. I was talking about Nanny State, California, and my new libertarian right, yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. Now I'm dark, Chris. Um, now, <laughs> <clears throat> well, so I finally get my rental car, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my classic routine, which is go to the In and Out on Sepulveda, make the first stop because you're fucking starving. They don't feed you on airlines anymore, even yeah. the good ones. So. Oh, yeah. You know, been up since five in the morning. It's been like 10 hours at this point. Uh-huh. I'll get in and out. So I go to in and out and I order my ship, blah, blah, blah. I'm waiting there. And I had forgotten straws, napkins, and lids Dude. must be requested, yeah. not as an in and out thing, but as a matter of California state law. And that's where I draw they the line. Looked, they looked so frazzled because they were like, we're just trying to get these orders. And people would be like, can I have a lid? Can I have a lid? Because everyone is going back to their cars everyone or going outside. wants the lid. Just You're put putting the, f- the fucking pink lemonade in the car. You got a pink lemonade too? I actually, this time, made a new In-N-Out innovation, which I think is my favorite item there. The In-N-Out Arnold Palmer. That's what I... Pink lemonade, iced Icy tea. Float. It looks a little bit purple. It's so good. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Because that crushed ice makes it... Ugh. The best. The pebble ice, rather. Yeah, so mm. good. Um, but yeah. Wait, I, did you get a double-double? No onion? I got a double-double with onions. Oh. And I got regular fries, because I'm not into the animal-style thing, man. I don't think their caramelized onions taste very good. Oh, I felt and all ill the, after And having, all the yeah. cheese is not my bag. Well, once I saw what they do to make the animal-style, and they just peel off, like, craft singles, and then put the onion on. Yeah, like, yeah. And they not... put it in the toaster. I was like... <clears throat> I was like, do I even want that anymore? No. I'm almost positive I must have expressed this before at least one other time on the podcast, probably the last time I traveled to L.A. But I'll say it again because it was bolstered by my experience this time. In-N-Out's fine. Guys, In-N-Out's just okay. The burger, it's not that great. I think the burger is better than our our bur- like our like powerhouse burgers here. Like, No way. It's better than a Shake Shack. No, it's not. I think it's better than a Shake wrong. Shack. Wrong. That is so wrong. I can't even believe it. I mean, it's shaped like a Boca burger. It looks like it's made of bugs. I mean, it right. tastes good, but I think it, it's got that generic shape where you're like, yeah, this was frozen about 20 minutes ago. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it kind of tastes like that, too. It tastes like better Wendy's, which doesn't make it it's that It's better great. Wendy's. Yeah. I will give it that. And I love Wendy's. Hey, I love a good trash food. I think In-N-Out is good. But it's not amazing. No. I don't get why people freak out about it. I think I'm going to stop going to Sepulveda one. Well, because it's also, I think they're also harried. But also, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think that's the food you want as soon as you land. I'm learning. Yeah, that's true. I'm learning because I was like, I'm going to explode. As, as soon as I was finished eating, I was like, I feel ill. I would like to vomit all of this back up before it comes out the other end. Yeah. I had weird dietary problems in LA because I was just eating like shit the whole time. Oh, it's weird because people think of California as like, oh, it's all so fresh and clean. And it's true that the ingredients and the quality of them are better. But like when you're rarely there and you're just going to pound town on like whatever meat products are available, that's what I was doing. I mean, you know, it's tacos, it's Korean barbecue, it's sushi, it's in and out. It's like I didn't eat anything. No salads. Yeah. Yeah. Anything nice. And the rest of it was carbs. Oh, 
you know ben made a really nice pizza erica made some really nice pasta one night i had some home-cooked meals that were yeah. good i miss ben's cooking shout out ben shepherd god damn it ben. <laughs> i need you to make me dinner once a week i'm losing my mind <laughs> oh my god um i do think i mean we had zanku chicken which was oh baby oh yeah oh i saw that you went to dintai fun right that was my solo day. Yeah, I figured. I figured. I had a feeling. You know, I thought of you because I, when I went to the Getty, I was driving back down to the fair. So I drove through, like, Beverly Hills, and I went by Century City, and I was like, the Dintai Fun is in there. I didn't really have time, but I thought for a second, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go on a solo mission. Yeah. And I should have done it. So... That was that would have been so funny too if we both went there separately alone. <laughs> it was like a little like it was a little like because it was like Monday, so I was like okay, bye, and then I had like an hour to like oh, let me put around Airbnb yeah. and like clean up or whatever. And then I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do for nine hours? Let's go Dude, to that's the the best bitch, nine hours alone in L.A. But I had no car. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So this is the problem because I then everything's I had to costing my shit. you a hundred dollars more suddenly. Yes, I was like, <laughs> I was like, how much do I want to spend on a car? And I was like, I just want to go one place. Maybe we'll go a second. And I was like, maybe we'll go to Din Tai Fung and then go try my hand at LACMA. But I'm not. There's no lockers anywhere, so you can't like go into LACMA and be like, watch my shit because they don't have bag check. So I was like, they're not going to let me walk around. So, bitch, we're going to the mall. So I spent a whole day in Century City. Which, by the way, I've done about a half a day there before. is a great experience because it's indoor, outdoor. They have oh, nice yeah. like chairs. Everywhere. I had lots of sitting because yeah. I, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go like because I was like, I was like, let me look at the breather app and see if I can get some like an office thing there. I can just take a nap for like thirty bucks. No, thirty bucks an hour, and I was like, fuck no. You were gonna pay to just sit and take a nap. A technocratic app to pay to have a nap well then i was like i'm surprised you didn't just hit grinder and get a little sucky sucky plus a nap you might as well at that point and look like a fucking like ravager with hi all my shits here i need some <laughs> listen i'm sure that's that like the, prostitution the degenerates in la have done worse than you <sighs> that's too close to prostitution and i shan't um but then there was this other app that was like it's called only fans.com slash will laughlin every day think about it uh, <laughs> um there's this other app called daybreak where you get like you can do day rates in hotels so i was like i'll go to a hotel near the airport that has a pool and just stay by the pool for 90 bucks and then i was like you know what why am i spending 90 bucks on top of a car on top of, like so just went to the mall wandered around had didn't i was like first i gotta eat a little short little baby weight sat at the bar by myself fine respectable I was like, mm, my phone's about to die. Hi, Apple. I would like to buy a portable charger and also use your charging pads. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. You, so you were homeless, but at the Apple store. Yes, I was. That's yeah. your, that's as close as you'll get to being down and out is homeless it's at like, the Apple store. It's like, I got to spend 30 but bucks at the Apple store. But I'm not for a nap. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then wow. I... And, well, you know, I have that, to say... And then that's when I went to go see Death in the Nile. I was like, well, all right. You went to a movie... Okay, I mean that all sounds nice. A movie in LA seems like oh well, no, that's cool. Well, why not do it? And then I was like, because this movie sucks so hard. I think that's great. I mean, I watched a movie in LA. It was at Erica's house, but nonetheless, you know, that's different. I, I think you got to get one in. I, I, going to a theater though would have been cool. I, I forgot till I got back that Quentin Tarantino recently bought a new theater, and it bummed me out. The Beverly Theater, and it bums oh. me out that I didn't go. Anyway. Well, I could have gone to, like, a better theater, but then, like, what's that one famous one that has, like... Man's Chinese Theater, where all the premieres are? No. Oh. Oh, the Arclight? Yeah. Yeah. Arclight's dead, though. Yeah, I know. So I was like, well, fuck. 
Also, that in, that was like an Alamo draft house thing where it turned into a franchise. In I the, would have rather gone to know. an Alamo than go to a fucking AMC. I'm sure you could have. <sighs> what I was going to say was, though, I'm depressed for you that you know about all these apps for taking naps. I was and, finding, like, I was finding, I was, fi- I was like literally Googling where the fuck is something where I can get like daytime home. I just want to nap. And then I was like, just suck it up and go. Just be be awake. It's okay. Be to, awake. You're yeah. in Los Angeles. It's okay to be awake. You were only there for a few days. Just be awake for your life. I you know. know. It was my one like slight hangover day, so I was like, oh. I Which like brings to me to the macro point of your version of traveling is so funny. What? It's not like doing things. It's like doing the same things you can do anywhere. You're very American. It's very classic American where you're like, you know, what I want to do is just sleep, eat. Or be by a pool. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's available to I mean, you I did, at all I times. did lots of other Los Angeles-related things. Yeah. Went to Will Rogers State Park. Went on a little hikey hike. I was surprised to hear that you went on a hike. I went on a hike my first day there with Ben. Actually, my second day. It was kind of nice. I got to spend two quality days with Ben because Eric was working. Mm-hmm. And he was off. Which is rare. I haven't done that in a long yeah, time. I used to me, ride bikes and stuff. Yeah, but. he texted me on Monday and I was like, I am not flying in until later, so sorry. But so we went on a hike up in the mountains in Pasadena, which was really great and beautiful. We got some nice vistas. Um, but I was thinking as we were climbing the mountain, I was like, you know, this is not a Will Laughlin activity, hiking. So when you were like, I'm going to Runyon, I like assumed Runyon, that was a restaurant Runyon or something. Runyon is also like an easy, all West Side hikes are real easy. Running Canyon. It's all flat, right? Running Canyon is like Instagram running. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Will Rogers, it's just like little inclines. And then you can kind of take like some like little back roads, but like you get this really beautiful view of like the water. And then uh, like the way you're like at the same level of the marine layer. So everything is like weirdly like crystallized in the light, uh, fr- like f- fracture or whatever. So you're like, whoa. It's called Inspiration Point at Will Rogers State Park. And I was like, okay, I'm not feeling very inspired, but this is wild to look at because you can just see all city. And then if you turn to the right, you're like mountains. Okay. What is this place? Cool. Yeah. But I figured, you know, the people I was with, I was like, you guys want to do like a nature thing, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, of course. You led them there. They didn't lead you there. Oh, well, good for you. I was like, what would be nice for you all that you would want to do? Sure. Yeah. Because they're like, we want to go on a run. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. Well, but you, ain't no running. Ain't happening. no running. Um, I'm gonna go walk around this Third Street prom- Promenade outdoor mall. I'm just picturing you now on a Segway next to a bunch of like w- women running <laughs> through, through a park. No, I I went and like hitting wa- the jewel while they're huffing and puffing yeah. and like talking to each other. You know, as runners do. I don't. Runners don't usually talk. They're going. <laughs> no, dude. People that run all the time, they just have full fucking conversations. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. No, I went through the farmer's market. Kind you of... looking like Job, like getting stuck on a rock and kind of having to back up and like bump forward and back up and bump forward and finally get over it. Accurate, but no, I just abstained. Your cashmere blowing in the wind. <sighs> it's... The guy in the $1,200 sweater. <laughs> it was 80 on sale. Um <laughs> No, but I, like, walked the farmer's market because we were up early. Like, I don't know what happened, but I was like, oh, I'm just up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Even though I think that's because it's, like, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock New York time. So my body's like, bitch, get up. And I was like, oh, I'm early. So, like, they're like, let's go for a run. I'm like, I won't be joining you, but please take me to the the place. Got a lovely blood orange juice. Nice, yeah. Walked down, stuck my feet in the ocean and was like, fuck, it's cold. Why is that man swimming? 
but like you know i i did my like you know grounding with nature moment while they were like running sure yeah 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 you were west side will yeah and i was east side camp mm-hmm. um i didn't see the ocean at all the closest i got to the ocean was the getty it was a oh, clear yeah. day, so I could actually see, see it. It, yeah. it wasn't all smoggy. It was really nice. Oh, to you use. mean there wasn't a uh, giant forest fire encroaching upon the land? No, mm. no, yeah, mm-hmm. not not what happened the last time we were there. Yeah, you know that's the first time I ever remember seeing like widespread public masking. Oh yeah, and they actually remember had that? Can, all like, the employees yeah. were wearing them, and they were like handing them out and stuff. Uh, and then they were not handing them out. They were like, "No, these are ours." Oh, it was get just the everybody get out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's it's weird though. Mm-hmm very predictive in a strange way well anyway um yeah i don't know man it was it was a good trip but it was a lot of business for me i had to go to the fair almost every day so it was a lot of back and forth to culver city which was nice i mean i got to talk to a lot of people met people it was it was fine Mm -hmm. but it felt i felt a little tied down by that and the second thing was erica and ben got a new puppy so taking care of the puppy was a constant schedule interruption and I was right, driving yeah. them around sometimes, so it was like that had to happen. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you what you did to that puppy. What you what you trained that did puppy? Did it bite to, you? It started to try, and I said, "God damn it!" Yeah, I know. Because you tra- were just letting it just chew all I over. I trained you. it bad. I did. And I, I was like, I, 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 I mean, they're they're baby teeth, so I was like, this doesn't hurt. But no, it doesn't. You're hurt. annoying me. Yeah, I know. It gets really so annoying like, after a time. I thought, see, that was my mistake. Is this puppy is brand new? They haven't even had it two weeks. Yeah. So they're trying to train it to just be, like, normal. It yeah. came off the street in Tijuana, maybe. It has a sordid, like, backstory. He was maybe... I think it's from a puppy mill in San Diego, and the woman's story it's doesn't like really It's like a backyard barbecue kennel situation. Something like that, yeah. anyway. It's it's basically a feral dog, though. It's well-behaved for yeah. its age, I think, but he zero does sit. is his yeah. name. No, no, he's he's great. He wasn't, like, a problem. But I was like, oh, it's so cute. It's so cute that it's teething and wants to bite. Like, just bite on me. Yeah, and no. so I let it do that for, like, 24 hours. And then I had, like, another five days of being like, oh, no. Yeah, now it just thinks I'm a toy. Uh-huh. And I'm better than a toy because my, I have human flesh. Yeah. And it Softer. tastes better. Yeah. And it's, like, more satisfying on the teeth. So I just could not stop getting that dog to bite me. And I think I made it regress considerably. Yeah. Because Erica and Ben, it doesn't bite them, or at least wasn't biting them. Yeah, when it, I it thought I was you, and was like, "Oh, the stranger's yeah, back. The stranger's Let me chew back. on him." And I'm like, "No, we don't do that." So we spent some time. We picked out a, a dinosaur Chewy. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. I was like, "Do you know about Nylabone?" She's like, "What?" I'm like, "We're gonna get this dog a Nylabone." Yeah, you know, I think um, it's a good thing Erica doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Because I think that I have an idea for a present for the dog. I'm going to get it a classic Kong, like the ones that are in the Heim Steinbach sculptures. The ones that look like The douches? ones that look like butt plugs. Oh, those. Oh. The black ones that are like triple layered. Yeah, those you are. You know what I'm talking about? They're squirting. What? No. You, you said that weird. You don't know what that... Okay, never mind. The ones with... It's like got the flared base and then the cloud shape. Yes. Yeah, that's that has a nozzle you stick on it and... For squirting what? Water. Up where? Your hoo-ha. No, no, no. Those are dog toys. Yeah, but like... But people modify them? I think, well, for it's kind of like the, you know, the photography, like the yeah, lens the little Yeah, the yeah. little puffer. Those get modified on the regular. I'm sure things get modified, but you, you don't... Do, do the gays know that they're like our official sex toys that you don't need to modify dog toys well, anymore? Well, history... You know what? I guess puppy thing. play is a thing now, uh, so yeah, maybe... You, could, you know... 
Oh man, you kind of ruined my gift because we, <laughs> Erica and I went to freeze. They won't know. <laughs> we went to freeze together, and there was a great Hom Steinbach piece mm-hmm. uh, that I was enth- enthused to see, and we both were kind of like, "Oh, look at the Kongs for the dog on oh. the thing," and I was like, oh, "That would be still a nice, get it. That would, that would be, be a nice that's gift. Still nice." And I think the dog would like it because the dog needs something hard to chew on. Yeah, the no- a teething dog can't deal with like plushes anymore. No, it no, needs something hard. substantial. Yeah, yeah. The, we got to put a little peanut butter in there and then it goes to town trying to find it. Yeah. That's what those are supposed to be for. You don't stick them up your butt. You fucking degenerates. Well, that's from the 70s. That's from 70s people I, going, you know, like, I have a dog in there. That chew toy, it'll fit. I think the 70s as a decade, we can all agree, just shouldn't have Never happened. good. Yeah. It was bad. Led um, to a lot of bad things. The 70s. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it led to the 80s. Also, maybe why I don't think I could live in California is it sort of seems like it's still the 70s there. It's Everybody great. dresses like that. No, that no, no, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are we, we getting we into talk about the are we getting into in LA? are we getting into trend corner? Because ooh, baby, I have thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Can I can I start with this? Because I'll let you run with this because you know more about it than me. But I will tell you, getting off the plane dressed in all black with a black puffer on and wearing my sunglasses, and like yeah. being with LA people, I was like, I look ridiculous here. The New yeah. York winter aesthetic is just not present there at yeah. all, and you stick out like a sore thumb. Oh yeah. I think in a way that signals, you know, where you're from, it's fine. I think people get it. But, man, California, people be dressing crazy out there. So when I deplane and pay a a yellow cab $20 to take me to the In-N-Out one mile away because that's the lowest price I could find. This is why you rent the car, no matter what it costs. Okay. You're vindicating me now. I saved money. I know it now. Probably. Um there is maybe high schoolers from Euphoria High School or a f- sorority from like who are nineteen. They're all wearing long sleeve white t shirts and flare black jeans. And I was like, yeah, and white sneakers of varying levels of luxury. Mm-hmm. From Alexander McQueen five years ago to like Asics, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here right now. But like, you're all in a uni- like. There's there's a lot of uniform dressing in a way that like I find terrible like it like i understand now why like trends are for the youth because they all just will buy the same shit and california's youth culture yeah. which i find uh no interest in yeah me neither but I, I can't stress enough that in my experience there the the trendiness does feel like a uniform i know what you mean but everybody's kind of peacocking like yeah. i think everybody's a little more extravagant Maybe that's not even the right word, but everything's a little more exaggerated than it needs to be at all times because there is no weather. Right. So layering is not really a thing. Oh, no, so, you have to, though, because it's like, oh, it's cold in the shade. A little bit, but you, but your impact of your outfit just comes through all at once, and it's right. all very loud. There's no subtlety. That was that was my experience, anyway. That's also because the sunlight is And also because so pr- I was at art fairs the whole time, oh, and yeah. that's just... In every example, everyone's trying to go as hard as they possibly can, I know, yeah. which I resent. I I showed up looking. I was like, well, I'm wearing like baggy chinos, chambray button down, and this like vintage Lacoste jacket. So I look appropriately dirt bag, but not like unpla- – I was like unplaceable in terms of, are you from here? Are you from somewhere else? I was like, I'm going incognito right now. Hmm. I don't know if you were as unplaceable as you thought. I'm well, not I, sure that's I, the word I would I use. I walked way too fucking fast for anyone else in there. So, yeah. Because I was like, oh, booth, okay. Oh, look at these. Oh, you're going to stop in my booth? No. Um, you know, like, there's that. But 
I I don't know. It was just very strange. There was also like, I don't know. It was just cartoons of of youth that I was like, what yeah. the f-? like because we were just also there. There, everyone talks really loud, so you're just hearing snippets of conversation. I'm like, do you know how to be subtle out here? And I think the answer is no. Like on the East Coast, we're like, we'll talk in hush tones about things. Okay, great. Okay, great. Like, are we having a serious conversation? Is this a business conversation? What is this? There, they're like. Yeah, I just wanted to like hang out with this bro and talk about NFTs so we can maybe like get together and do a joint venture and then he kind of iced me out after like after like 3 times. I'm like, was that a date? Was were you talking about a <laughs> date or was this like you're 23 and actually investing in NFTs? I do hate you. Can I clarify something? Are you talking about spring break right now or freeze? Oh no, I'm just talking about the public in general. Oh, just in general, yeah. This was walking around Santa Monica. I people. never want to hear about NFTs ever again. I'm going to shoot someone. I re- I really Satire. don't. Yeah, yeah. Parody, 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 satire in in Minecraft. Um, <laughs> the amount the, the of, amount of NFT talk was a little bit just to hear it casually on the street. I was like, oh, well, just that like huh. normal people talk about yeah. NFTs. I was like, hang on, normies and Nike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm on. I'm like a block away from the ocean. You guys are talking about grinding away on some NFTs. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I uh, I actually did. I think she probably posted it to her Twitter, but hopefully she spelled my Instagram handle wrong. Uh, I actually did a little interview with a woman oh, heard about this, that yeah. like is an NFT huckster, fifty year old. Yeah, I, I don't know what she does because you she, need to know these names so I can look them up and then I can tell I, you a little. Listen, I didn't want to learn it, and I never will. Okay, she came around to the booth while just Mike and I were there, and she. Is like you know I work for like an NFT gallery, but right now we only buy NFTs. We don't sell them. I was like, none of this makes a lick of sense. You know, she's going on and on about NFTs. That's just wasting money for fifteen minutes. By the way, she's like a mid fifties woman. I was like, you poor woman. Like, why don't you just sell Avon and have some dignity? This is so much worse. Or be a fucking art advisor like a normal fifty year old woman. I know that's hard to do. They're selling NFTs too. I don't fucking know. It's because it's because again we talked about this last time. There's no collector base in LA, so you can sell JPEGs to idiots all day long, and that's why like fifty year old ladies like I gotta learn about NFTs. I just want to sell paintings. Can I just sell paintings? No, they're like no. Actually, yeah, I met a couple girls that have an NFT podcast. It was there was a lot of NFT shit going on. You think our podcast has been overreach? That probably has more. No, that has way more reach. Uh, 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 they're also kind of hot, so I'm assuming they just have some runoff from their OnlyFans pages or whatever. No, they're probably born nepotism, born rich. Yeah, that's probably true too. I don't know. Anyway, if you're if you're involved in any sort of financial Ponzi scheme, you come for money. Mm, I kind of have maybe to. sort of. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, I guess you have to have some seed money. Anyway, the the, the mid fifties woman that interviewed me. She was one of the people that's going to get left with the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not making it out of this with any no. profit. She's a little late and doesn't know what Net she's talking negative. about. Yeah. And you know, neither do I. In all fairness, we were having this conversation later at a bar after this had all transpired. I said something like, this woman had no idea what she was talking about. And somebody says to me, like, do you? And I was like, no. But, like, I don't go around, like, peddling. I'm it. not trying to sell it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, yeah. I did a weird interview with her in front of my painting. It was embarrassing. I didn't like doing it. I heard that all, you know, what's the future of art? Future of art is the past. Yeah. I had that answer locked and loaded. I fucking nailed it. Mm. Mm. 
and she didn't do any follow-ups on that one. Because <laughs> I was like, what no, the fuck? because she wasn't interested was in like, what we what were the actually fuck does saying. That even this mean? was just content generation for some like Ponzi scheme. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that and I went, excuse me. It made what? me, you know, a lot what? of people at spring break for whatever reason are really into business cards. That's just a thing. Yeah, I because guess. it's professionalized. Well, and I'm not professional, and I forgot about that part. Mm. And it made me really happy when I had the interaction with the NFT woman where I had to use my, uh, you know, fucking, like, like Michael J. Fox handwriting to write my Instagram handle down on a piece of paper and give it to her. And she was like, is that an R or a W? Yes. And I was like, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> and she was like, I just don't want to misspell it. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay. And it's, I'm pretty sure she just couldn't read it. You're like, it, can't so. hear you. It's great. Yeah, no, nothing got tagged, which is fine. Oh, boy. I mean, Booth, look, I mean, I will say, it behooves you to put all paintings on a gradient background. It looked cool, yeah. I think yeah. Mike did a good job with it. I, I will say, like, in all honesty, Spring Break's whole thing is not my aesthetic. I do not like a lot of kookiness. I do not like that the booths are so extravagant. You know, they tell you to do that. the f- The fair organizers it's advised to basically mandate booth. that you can't do like a white okay. booth. They want it to look like crazy and arty because they're trying to market to new money people that are not like art world people. It was giving me Volta and in the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Or uh, Volta is even mid tier scope. It was giving me scope. Does everyone remember scope? I mean, I barely remember the satellite art fairs. Like, luckily, I think, for me, anyway, Spring Break has kind of made it out as the one that is the third satellite to the main one to and freeze. the secondary yeah. one. Well, yeah, basically, because that's also true in New York. Yeah. But there's always, like, Freeze and then another one that's, like, still got, like, quote, real galleries freeze at it. Freeze and Nada usually Something like that. There's, like, a partnership. In this case, it's Freeze and Felix in L.A., and then there's Spring Break. So they've made it out alive from all these satellite fairs. Do you want to know how much a ticket to go to Felix is? I have no idea. 45 fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's 12 spaces. I also live near almost all of them. I'll I mean, see it later. Again, we've talked about this many times, but all of this stuff is just an MLM. It's <sighs> just, yeah, they're making money on admission prices now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they can't be sold or anything. For people that want to be seen to be cool. It's not. For, that's why it's so prohibitive as far as like bringing people places and stuff. Because I think what like art functions used to be were socializing functions for a very small, tight knit group of people. So it was like you wanted the artist to bring their friends to yeah. expand the social circle. But it's not about social capital now. It's about actual money, mm. and we need to graft off as many like thirty dollar admissions as we possibly right. can to make this like show keep going on so like if the nft lady is there she'll pay the 30 dollars. but like we don't want your friend because they're free so whatever it's fine i could have bought drawings they don't know anyway but but i wouldn't but. back to the booth i thought mike did a really good job i thought they gave us pride of place as far as the show goes like there was a lot of stuff like tucked away around corners and stuff that like didn't get a lot of play it didn't seem like didn't have a lot of light nobody well, was you were gonna by go the look bar. at it we were by the bar, and there was that was also like the main corridor. That was the main hallway, kind of. That's where everybody congregated. It seemed to me. It, it was the most open space, but I think yeah. like the first out, the first aisle is like you know where Alia Shawcat was. Yeah, they gave Alia Shawcat and Jerry Gagosian the intro. Oh, she was there. Yeah, that sculpture of the like naked lady that was chromed to look like a fake Jeff Koons with Didn't the VR goggles on. That Didn't was, even see that it. was Jerry Gagosian. Yeah, she was there the first day, by the way. Mm. on the opening night and 
was doing weird PDA with her weird like gallerist husband. They were like all over each other. Okay. She was sitting on his lap and like in a sort of like lotus pose. And I was like, do you guys like you have yoga pants on? I mean, if you want to rip a hole in it, get a room. <laughs> I, d- I just do not understand. I mean, this. I Everyone knows who you are. I haven't you know? followed her in gross. years. So I don't know what that world is like. But when I went on Sunday, Ollie Shaka was in her booth. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that's cool. I, I, went I was over like, t- huh? Wow. I went over to her booth one day and she wasn't there. Um, I would have said hi to her, though. You know, I thought her work was fucking bad. But like, yeah, it would have been nice. to talk I poked to her. my head in the thing and went, oh, no. And then I was like, oh, it's you. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to leave. I don't want to say anything or make a sound. I mean, the best part of spring break to me was that um, all of the people that put the booths together were very friendly and very nice. And it was nice to talk to all these artists and, you know, repost each other and do stuff. It the was The guy it was cool. who reposted or who tagged the picture of yours today, that yeah. booth was very good. His paintings were pretty cool. That guy, Jay, was really nice. Jay Gasco, yeah, yeah. They were all from Portland. They're just like random artists from wherever. There was like yeah. weaving and painting. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like a good like Barrow Park. Mm-hmm. Huh. It can be done. Yeah, I was talking to him about like late Bridget Riley paintings because his kind of resembled that. I all just in their compositional forms, not in any other way, really. No, yeah, no, 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 no. There's like yeah. a, there's all those late Bridget Rileys that are like sort of curved, like obelisk yeah. type forms and patterned in the same way. Yeah, I also thought his work resembled Sean Marley, who was a person that I was in a show with when Alan. Mm-hmm. Made that show at Geary, color scheme wise. It I also was... reminds me of like Halsey Hathaway. And anyway, yeah, I was just. I kinda... thought he was a New Yorker. That's why I was like, oh, wait. no, I was just kind of talking to him, and like that was cool. Like uh, another person I met was like from Montana. Like people kind of come from far and wide regionally to participate in Spring Break. Right. I think like in New York, I'm sure you get a lot of people from the Midwest and from like the South and from New England and New stuff. England, you know, yeah. like anywhere within 14 I think, hours. I think like... that like Maine Painting Collective did a thing last time. Sure. Yeah. They'll like descend on the area and do it. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that they do that because, you know, those commun- I mean, you would never have any exposure to them. New York and L.A. just talk to each other, if that. Mostly it's, you know. Burroughs barely talk to each barely, other. Barely. Yeah. yeah. It's Dime Square versus fucking bed at this point. Honestly, um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, it was yeah, it was nice to talk to all the people and everybody's nice and cool. Like I do think that like the aesthetics of people's work is a problem, but it also made me realize that like wow, these people are young. Like I'm not young anymore. I t- I was talking to a, a nice couple of girls from New York that had a booth their work like showed up late. I felt bad for them. Their shippers truck broke down and they just didn't say anything. <laughs> and so they were like at the opening of the fair, like, Shouldn't yeah, laugh. we That's put, terrible. we put up like digital prints of our work to just like placehold it until two days later when they finally oh, showed up. No, that's too late. And it sucked, you know, it sucked for them that that happened. But once it was there, it was all good. But like they were 22, you know, like uh, they were ooh. so young and like it reminded me that being like ambitious and young is like, fun and cool yeah but also that i'm not that you know yeah because the aesthetics of people's art to me is not good for the most part like most art sucks you know it's true it's as true at freeze as it is at spring break but at freeze you have like the money haughty money yeah Yeah. we have production the pristine aesthetic like makes even bad things look good look decent yeah but like when you have to do it all diy and then it's incentivized on top of that to be like a little over the top yeah it's not the best combination there, i yeah there was a lot of like a lot of drawings pinned to the booths and stuff that i'm just like guys you know 
There's a so little much. bit of effort, you, even if you can't afford to frame it. Like there was a drawing with something. a crease in it. I know, and I was like, "Can you do anything about this? I think you could. You could have done anything to this to make this like it seemed like yeah. it was creased when it was made too." And I was like, "Iron which, it, which if, iron it. If what the fuck the is case, wrong with you?" I mean, if that's the case and that's just part of it, that's fine. But that being said, there was a lot of like okay work there that I was like, All right, "Yes, it's fine." Yeah, I don't. You know? I there were those like weird freaky. Am I a David Sally? But like a little scribblier. I was like, yeah, "These are good. They're really fucking good." Where's this person from? And I forgot to take a picture of their name, and I'm like, "Well, never won't be able to figure that out." I know. I had somebody's art that I liked, and then I took a picture of their name, but I was talking to somebody, so it was blurry. And then I went back through my photo roll, I and I was the, like, "I can't read." I have what this the is. like <laughs> the takeaway or whatever, so I could look up what booth it was and be like, "Oh, that." Yeah, I'm sure it's findable. I'm not yeah. really worried about it. Um, but you know, it's it's I don't know the idea of like a scrappy art fair. I'm like. <sighs> You're right. The idea of like, oh, it would be so nice to have young and energy and to care. But I'm like, I could do, I could maybe do one or two things a year rather than nothing to be yeah. like out there or something or to try versus not trying at all. You know, yeah, totally, totally. You I know, mean, like I feel like, oh, this is nice. This is good energy. But like, oh God, this is, some of these things are very bad. Um, but you just, you just deal with that, and that's, and that's fine because it's really more about the people. It's a social networking event. You don't like worry so much about what people stuff, make. Yeah. You know, because like, I, I haven't shown my work in a long time except for that w- one painting at Geary a couple years ago, and like, I don't know. I'd never felt more self conscious about it in a weird way. I was like, oh, like. People are asking me questions, and I don't really know, and, like, I'm not even sure this is good, but... You don't have your elevator pitch? I think it's fine. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't have an elevator pitch at all, Um, which was funny in terms of Alex Jones, because it was kind of a polarizing thing. Yeah, I heard... <laughs> a lot of people didn't recognize what it was, but when I would tell them, they'd be like, oh. <laughs> well, one guy wanted to buy it, and then he said, absolutely not. And I... then one guy went, oh, it's Alex Jones? Even more. I don't want to count my chickens before they're hatched, but I think I'm probably going to sell a couple of things. One or two. Oh. Which is great. That's great. Um, and no cut. Well, no, the fair takes a cut and Mike takes a cut, which is fine. After the fact? Yeah, they have a consignment agreement to like the middle of the summer. They do that on purpose because, uh, for example, um, Mike's okay friends with an art dealer in L.A., and she came around the booth and she was like you know, did you make any sales? And we were like, no. And she was like, don't worry about it. Like, it usually takes like three, four months. Yeah. Like, we never count any art fair out until that point. It and takes follow-up, yeah. The art fair knows that. That's why yeah. they do that. But, you know, like, f- for example, I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but whatever. One of the people that was into one of my Alex Jones drawings is like a pretty famous tattoo artist with a lot of Instagram followers. I just met him and didn't know that. And then we followed each other on Instagram and I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, yeah, do, should I just DM you about this or whatever? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, just, and just DM him and then I DM'd him. <laughs> I DM'd him later and was like, hey, listen, I'll just make you like a custom one so that I don't have to pay commission. And he hasn't gotten back to me. Maybe he's not even interested. I don't know. He probably gets a lot of messages. But hmm. that was kind of my deal was like, hey, you like these drawings? I'll make you an even better drawing. And we'll, make you, we'll make take you 50% one. off so that I get all the money. You know? 50 No. Yeah. Same price. What, what's wrong with you? No, I mean, I, I don't... Take 25. I, I priced take them 25. as if I was losing 50% of the right. money. Right, okay. So I don't care. It would be fine. Mm. It's a fucking drawing that costs nothing. It's true. Making a few hundred dollars on a piece of paper that costs $4 is like... You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You right, you know. Right, right, fine, 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 um, fine, fine. You know, so anyway. 
Oh yeah, but I was gonna say we we were joking about our booth because man, I really loved the crew of artists that Mike put together. I didn't get to meet one of them because she was in London, um, but the four of us got along famously, and it was a, it was an interesting cast of characters, like some interesting personalities, and all very cool. But we were joking that we were the alt right booth. I heard yeah okay. because uh, one of the guys who, by the way, makes the most innocuous paintings in the booth. Like you would never be able to make a political assumption about him one way or another his name's eric um did he do the thing that looked like the he makes like the oil pastel kind of fantasy landscapes it looked like if someone patterned uh an allen painting an early allen painting like with the bushes um yeah i think that was in like a bunch of quadrants a bunch of square no 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 that's debbie she was the one in london i like those those are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Eric's were the oil pastel paintings that are like more straightforward landscapes in a certain way. But anyway, um, for some reason, I forget the entire story around it, but like he has a reputation in L.A. A, 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 around being like, you, you know, basically a little a little Cantankerous. more brusque than people are used to. And so people called him an alt-right abstract expressionist. Like he did some kind of interview or like some kind of something. And someone was like, yeah, he's an alt-right abstract painter. And then (sighs) we were like, oh, this is great. Eric's the alt-right guy. But like I have a painting of Alex Jones. And then the other guy, Jared, his work is all based on like meme accounts, like angelicism and all these things that are like offshoots of intellectuals. And (laughs) we were like, yeah, we're the alt-right booth. And of course, Mike, too, is like his work's a little like gross and like weird. You know, but he had that shaped frame that I was like damn no it's amazing what he like, does mike's mike's work is really cool did not he's advanced it that's pretty not far. what uh was imprinted in my brain is from youth so i was like huh that looks deeply contemporary oh yeah yeah, yeah. no and he works hard as shit and yeah. has an interesting technique i mean i think mike's developed his whole thing yeah and he's also like a good um good representative of other artists you just do me a favor just lift up that glass i want to make sure there's no thank you um, I ironed the tablecloth. I put a new one down. Oh, this is the new one. Yeah, oh, you put, that, put, gla- over you put that glass over yeah, there. Thank okay. you so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were jo- we were joking around that we were the politically incorrect booth, which was true. I mean, with, with the artists, that there, was a part of the theme of the 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 shebang. Is, was like misinformation. Well, it was, was kind like, of okay. amazing to me that there wasn't that many other booths that had that on the surface. Oh, because there was a lot of politeness on view as well. Like sure. when the guy who used to be the second in command of visitor services at the new museum is curating a booth. I was like, excuse me, what you? Okay. All right. You don't remember this guy? No. Rick or rich ginger 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 gay. Yeah. 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 I do know him. Yeah. He curated a booth in that show. Did you know? Really? Oh, you did not. Okay. I saw all the booths, but I just didn't recognize him. Oh, I was like, I was like walking around. I was like, Oh, this looks like gay drawings. And then I was like, curated by this guy i was like oh then i turned my head i was like oh he's right here okay and moving on i have to say by the way did you see katie hector's booth no i don't know who that is katie hector was an undergrad when we were in grad school at Rutgers. i used to run into her at openings Mm. uh she lived in new york for a time after that uh she had the best paintings in the whole show in there they weren't hers um and i don't remember the person's name but whoever she curated into that booth that made like very waxy figurative paintings. I couldn't even tell what medium they were. They were technically beautiful. Um, the imagery was striking. She had the best work in the booth for sure. Or, or do you have show, photos or for no? sure? Um, I, ha- I do have one of one. Yeah. Okay. There was also one. 
there was a booth called Will's Hole that I wanted to take a photo of the label. And then when I walked into Will's Hole, it was just some weird like water video. And I was like, I don't, never mind. I don't want to be associated with this. Although, funny. Oh, where is it? Oh, this one. Huh. I don't, I did not remember seeing that. Maybe I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's very scrapey. Those paintings had the most amazing surface. And I, I, I overheard the people there talking about how they were made. And apparently they're like four or five different mediums. And it's kind of like a secret formula. But I couldn't tell how they were done. They're also stretched over uh, corrugated cardboard. It's maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they're painted on top of cardboard. Yeah, because that's how you get that straight. I could have sworn they were on canvas. I don't know. But they looked like encaustic, but they weren't. It was, it could they be, were very It cool could paint. be paper mounted to cam- paper that's used on cardboard and then mounted on canvas. And then you get that kind yeah, of weird yeah. is what it looks like. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. This isn't going to make sense to listeners. But it was. they were cool well, paintings. There was cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So much to discuss. I, ju- I was just seeing my photos. I forgot I went to the Museum of Jurassic Technology, which oh, was also really cool. Oh, it's so fun. I've never been. I've only written papers about okay. it. Okay. It was not what I expected at all because really? in my dumb head, I was like, Museum of Jurassic Technology. It'll be like Ataris and like no, old it's like Nintendo's the museum. and stuff. But yeah, it was like, it's like a weird art project. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Jurassic Technology just meaning like outdated forms of science that don't right. apply anymore yeah. that's kind of what it was um that's but it's neat. also that's, kind yeah. of got like an ooky spooky sort of like goth aesthetic it's in like i want to say that it's in an old bank it has the the building has an aesthetic of old bank no squat i don't building. know no it just sort of looks like any old building in an industrial area like it's uh, i want to say it was like on, i don't remember what street it was on but it's on a main drag in Culver City, I'm pretty sure, or West Hollywood. It's on. Uh, it be on Venice. No, it's on. Uh, not Santa Michael. What's the other one? We're just gonna look it up. La Cienega. It's on Venice. Yeah, it's I thought it was. Venice. I thought it was yeah, on La Cienega. That's why I was like, huh. yeah, 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 yeah. It's on Venice, but like in a weird part of town where it just, you know, it looks like so much of L.A. where it just is Bushwick, basically, where everything's a kind of nondescript building. This is maybe why I don't like L.A. That's why I don't like L.A. Bushwick with more driving. Everything is Bushwick. Everything looks like Bushwick. I'm sorry. It just does. But yeah, uh, so I don't know if it was in an old bank, maybe, but you can't tell because everything looks like a fucking strip mall slash industrial building from the 30s. There's just right. no way yeah. it doesn't look like anything. And it was almost hard to find because there's no big signage or whatever. Just no, like it's over just, the door. Yeah. And you go in there and it looks like it's going to be really small and like kind of boring it's at first. It's pretty deep. But it's, it's there's windy. a lot yeah. of shit in yeah. there. And I learned later that apparently the people that like created it or run it are like um, former set decorators. So like the way they built out the space is like. A lot of it looks like a natural history museum, yeah. like a lot of like vitrines and like stuff you peer into. Mm-hmm. Like imagine looking at a Tante Donnay all the time. Like yeah. that's every exhibition in there. But also they like built a whole back room that's like a mini sort of cathedral that has like vaulted ceilings and stuff. But, it, you know, the ceilings are only 12 feet high, so it's all right. like small. It's got a roadside attraction quality. Um, 
But there's some really cool stuff in there, like the collection of a Soviet scientist from the 19th century that was like the first one to think about traveling off the planet. So he has all these designs for like rockets and stuff that look ridiculous now. They look like Jules Verne or whatever, but that's kind of a good illustration of what Jurassic technology means, where like hinge points where like things were about to change, but people kind of got it wrong or something. Yeah, it's basically like the Tesla Museum. Sort of, like, of if, yeah. if if things would have gone a different way, this was what you know the world would look like. Yeah, that's true. Like there there was a cool exhibition of tiny models of like custom trailers that people in LA in the 20th century had just like made for themselves. Huh. So obviously the place isn't big enough to bring the actual trailers there. I'm sure if they got the funding, they would eventually do that, but they can't do that. So they built models of like what people's custom trailers look like. Oh, that's funny. Um. Weird science experiments and stuff. But one of my other favorite things was um, a collection of Ricky Jay. Do you know who that is? No. Ricky Jay is like a really famous sleight of hand magician um, from L.A. He died a couple of years ago. He's he's what very well known. But he had a collection of dice that are decaying. So like old Bakelite dice oh, and old right, right, plastic right, right. dice that have been like left out on the street or in the sun or just like are decaying naturally. And they're just lined up in a hallway, like, perfectly on these little shelves, this little perfect lighting, and just, like, dead dice. They're great. And that has no connection to, as far as I can tell, like, science or anything. It's just interesting to Well, sleight of hand is a lost... Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lost theatrical subject. I mean, like, they don't teach you... Like, clown college doesn't really exist unless you... you Steve-O went there. Ringling Brothers still exists. Yeah, but that's that. But, that like, there's no, there's no, like, traveling roadshow bullshit as much as the way that, like, you know, a Penn & Teller generation would, would kind of do or something like that. No, right. And they all, like, learned from each other and it was yeah. all, like, legitimately secret. Yeah. It's the prestige thing of, like, competing totally. magicians and competing yep. roadshows. The roadshow's dead. Yeah. It's been dead for 30 years. So, like, unless you've got a Vegas residency, you're nothing. Right. So, yeah, I mean. Well, and it's all very L.A. centric, which I thought was cool. Weirdly, I loved it because it was L.A. and Russian centric. They also had an exhibition of paintings of of every Soviet space dog. Oh, that's funny. Like Renoir style portraits of every Soviet Uh, space dog. Of course it is. It was it was awesome. They serve you tea on their little rooftop like it was it was a cool overall like did, little art did piece. you have to book that in advance or you just no 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 you just god damn it no that that was actually not problematic in terms of covid at all you just fucking show up and you're there and they ask you not to take pictures but of course i took like a yeah of course pictures yeah well i think like that that's the kind of thing where it's small enough that if you know you know if you don't know you don't know and you're not going to seek it out right and like i only went there because tom recommended it he was like, oh, you're in L.A.? Because I was talking to him about not being able to go to his show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Forkin just opened a show at... I'm going to go on Friday. Someday Gallery. It. Yeah. I would like to go see it, too. Um, but anyway, he was like, you should go there. And I was like, okay. Like, I, I trust Tom. I'll take his recommendation. Didn't yeah, know. Literally great. thought it would be old Nintendos. No, 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 so no, no, no. It's, it's literally a freak show in a museum. But, like, freak show in the way that, like, what are these oddities? Um, the, uh, that's why when you said something about the the founders i was like looking towards the bookshelf because there's an exhibition history book that i have that like spends a whole chapter on the museum of jurassic technology that's i'm like "Mm, fun never went but it's 
I could describe most of it to you, but yeah, it's weird. It's a weird place. Yeah, it was it was a highlight for me. I was really glad I ended up going there. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um you saw the Were you with Erica to see the Hannah Hannah Hoffman branch of Yes, I did. Oh my god, this episode's going really long. Whatever, fuck him. Um Yeah, I because if anybody listened to our most recent bonus episode, I went on and on about how I don't know much about uh, Rochelle Feinstein and how I basically hate our, all art made by women. Okay, well you can edit that so out. So if but you okay. want to go to patreon.com slash Green and Lewis and hear me be misogynist about art. I, t- I, I had to walk you back from that. And then yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all in, guys, it's all in good fun. Ladies, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> um. But oh, I really, en- I really enjoyed that show, and it made me really excited to see her work in New York. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I saw a couple paintings from the, like, just in social media land of that, and I was like, well, that looks pretty good. I still think ours are better, but okay. I'm sure they are because also there wasn't very many. I think it was seven paintings or something. It, it wasn't a lot. Of course, because every gallery in LA has so much square footage, and they're like, we're gonna hang five, and you're like, excuse me. You have more room than we do. I know. Hang more shit. I will say, though, it was a very handsome presentation. Yeah, it didn't course. need more. Yeah. It looked really good. Um, they presented a couple of paintings on just A-frames yeah. that were just sitting in the middle of the room. I think that was the coolest part it of that. It looked yeah. great. You could see the back of them. It like yeah. made them into these little cool sculptures. I think the A-frames were custom-made. They I were. I don't think they were like They're not art the handler A-frames. Yeah. They were no. great. It was great. I was, like, a little pissed at myself on Sunday. I was like, oh, fuck, I could have gone to see I, that. I was I, like, fuck. Like, we had enough time. We could have gone. And I fully forgot. I was like, oh, I want to go to a museum thing because that seems more iconic. And I was like, shit, could have seen that and been three for six. I'm sad for you that you missed that. I thought for sure you would go. I forgot. Yeah. I fully forgot. Uh, you know, I was actually talking to a coworker of mine today about this. I'm pretty amped up on the like multi-city like sort of retrospectives that everybody's doing obviously we've talked about jasper johns at length like it's kind of a cool idea to get like a different vibe of people's work and like different curators involved in it and different sensibilities it it, it does artists work a great service and because you're also in a different mind space in a different place you're like oh great yeah yeah you're more receptive to things or Maybe well, not, but you're like maybe you're less critical in LA, and you're like, wow, it's awesome. And then New York, you're like looking a little harder or something like that. It I don't could, know. it could be, it could go either way. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, but it's a nice idea, and it works, especially if the art world is going to be basically for like elitist pricks that are able to travel everywhere in a decaying society. Like, lean into it. You know what I mean? That's fine. Like, we all go to the same cities. We all do the fucking same shit. You right. might as well not pretend. Well, I also think the closer thing is, like, fine. If you're if museums are planning out, exi- you know, exhibitions six years in advance and we, you know, have to plow through the blue chip for museum retrospectives to gather things in one place, fine. Scatter it about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your own. Like, to have, like, lower middle tier galleries be like, we can all put on a show. Yeah, of course. We all represent. Why would we not? Right. She's about to die. Like, you know, do it. Like, right. I think that's yeah, more fun. Yeah, yeah. uh, it's a more exciting to see the same, like, to see different versions of someone's work, even walking like three blocks. You're like, oh, this is way different. Huh. Like, you get like a 
ooh, a little little jolt of like, oh, it is varied. It is, you know, multi, it's a lot whatever, more yeah. dynamic. Yeah. It's just a lot more fun. You know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I should have gone on Thursday. I had a t- I had time. That's the part that kills me. I'm like, uh, I had the time. It's okay. Oh, it's so annoying though. Could have done it. Could have been three for six. Yeah, the other three are in Europe, I guess. One's in London, one's in France. I think one's in Geneva, too, or, so, or somewhere in Geneva. Bavaria. I'm not going there. Anyway. Um, um, my coworker informed me today, and I thought this was interesting point of view, was that um, all of the galleries that are putting on the Rochelle Feinstein like collective retrospective are run by women. Yes. And they are all... Uh, uh, all? This is what I was told. I didn't verify this, but let's take that as read for now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm also googling. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Um, the other thing was that apparently they're splitting the commission equally between everybody putting it on. So no matter where a sale is made, all six so they galleries split their plus... fifty-five six ways. Th- that is not clear to me. I would imagine that the artist is also splitting. I think everybody's splitting it seven ways. Because hmm. even for expensive art, to put all this on, I have to imagine they're not... The shipping is a bitch. They're not it's splitting... From, yeah, from they, they put a lot of cost into this. They're not splitting 50%. Yeah, Bridget Donahue, Candice Matty, Nina Johnson in Miami, Hannah Miami. Hoffman, Francesca Pia, Kimpoli Presti is run by... One. Yeah, that's all women. Yeah, wow. Damn. Yeah, so I don't know the breakdown of the commission, but apparently... All right, ladies, kill it. Good apparently job. they're splitting it all equally, which is also a cool idea. It also makes it so much easier for all of them, too. Well, and like I said, I would imagine that that means that the artist is only getting one-seventh as well, which I'm sure she agreed to. No, no, no. There's no way she's getting 50% and they're splitting 50% six ways or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make financial... If they're doing it for her, though... I mean, no, 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 no. That doesn't make financial sense. That doesn't make business sense. Believe me. I'm I'm all in favor of like, hey, the girl bosses are like fucking working it and doing something equitable, but you you're shitting me. I if wonder- you really think that they're making a thousand dollars off a ten thousand dollar, you know, twenty thousand dollar painting. I wonder if she if she's you're like we'll me. do sixty forty. No. Seventy thirty? There's no no no. I, I bet they worked it out so that she could do this cool exhibition and it would look good for her and they're just splitting it minor. Mm, maybe. Mm. I don't think the artist is getting fifty percent off this. I doubt it. I really, really, really doubt it. Mm. She'd be getting fifty percent. You know, anyway. she also had to agree to this. Or maybe she gets fifty percent of one seventh every time. I don't know. Uh, Whatever mm, it is. But yeah. there's no way she's getting fifty percent of sales and then they're splitting the other 50? No way. Mm. Better than nothing. Th- think about that, Will. Her work is not that expensive. Even if things cost $50,000, yeah. now all of a sudden not you're spending $25,000 six ways? Better than nothing. It's less than five grand a, a paint. No, 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 no. Well, because typically... To ship one of those paintings can cost that amount of money. Right. There's no possible way they're doing that. Well, look, uh, look, I don't want to get into it too much more. It doesn't I matter. know, I know. It's but, a cool... Well, my whole point in bringing it up was that it was a cool idea in general. Nice yeah. thing that they're doing, I guess. Well, because, you, you know, typically, like, if you have, like, a primary artist, like, show somewhere else, the primary dealer gets 10% no matter what. Yeah. At least. Sometimes it's more, you know. Usually it's 10. 
Um, then everybody has to agree to the discount, right? Because the ten percenter is like, excuse me, no, not out of mine. It's out of yours. Right. Um, if you're making the sale, that's out of yours. That's not out of mine. Fuck you. I get my ten. So like the idea of this just makes that conversation just faster. If they're like, yeah, she gets fifty, and then we'll fucking scrap. Fine, whatever. That's why like I don't think it's that unheard of to do that but i do think to make it equitable for all of them they'd be like hey girl we're gonna do this for you but we're gonna have to bump down your cut because we're gonna have to split it every way in order to make it shipping possible because we're all gonna chip in for shipping that's that's my only like hold the brakes on it whatever this is boring so yeah yeah, it doesn't matter either way um yeah i don't know um any other los angeles thoughts I love being able to buy weed wherever. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I saw your little mints on the table earlier. Um yeah, I don't I don't care about marijuana, so I didn't it didn't even cross my mind. Oh. It's also like not that unavailable everywhere else in the world. I like being able to go to a place and be like, "That one. Thank you." Soon enough in New York, I think that'll happen. I think Eric Adams when he brings our swag back. Yeah, after he sends all the gays to conversion therapy. Is that a thing he wants to do? No, he just uh, hired two very uh, homophobic people Oh, into some sort of public policy. Well, according to the lamestream media, but who knows what that even means <sighs> now. Whatever, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't know. You'll have weed dispensaries here one day. That's Great. fine. That, I wouldn't worry about that. But that's cool. You went and got some mints. Just the right amount. Yeah. That's always my thing. Let me land, get a snack at an institution, and then someone find me weed. Where can I go? I guess my last L.A. thought is that it might be good for me to live there, even though I wouldn't like it, because you can't really drink and be high with reckless abandon because you have you to sure be in can. a car all the time. Yeah. yeah. At one point, Mike said to me, he was like, wow, I've seen you turn down alcohol twice. Like, I'm shocked. That's embarrassing to, like, be that guy. But I yeah. am that guy. And so whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I just, I do not like drinking and driving. Like, I will not do it. I'll have one or two drinks, but I'm not going to drive in a new place and be like, mm. yeah, be yeah, like, no. oh, you want a shot before you? No. No. Like, absolutely not. Well, that's just being re- a responsible adult. If you I w- just if have you too much at stake now. When I was in grad school, I used to drive home drunk all the time. I drove over the median on the freeway Twice. going the wrong direction. Uh, oh, boy. Um allegedly allegedly i was only there for it once and it was a little skip on the curb um and i went you want to turn and i only did it because i thought that was the best way to avoid cops was going on the freeway and not on the surface road so and i was always like you're dumb okay great um yeah he also relayed that he was just telling me spilling all the tea when i talked to him and i was like mike spills all the tea all the time this is funny i've learned um (laughs) yeah and i was like well fine but like when traveling, it behooves you to be on your good behavior until you're like, oh, I can relax. I don't have to be on good behavior now. Like, ah, oh, this is a relaxing day. I'm just going to drink white wine and look at the moon. It just depends if you have to go anywhere and do anything. That's which I had to it, go places and do things yeah. the entire fucking time. I yeah. didn't really have the option of like. You could have taken a car, but a car from Pasadena. Oh, boy. Or a car to Pasadena. $60. It's that, but I also, you know, I paid for the rental car. I wanted to use it, and it was really nice. You drive around, you listen to Spoon. They came out with a new album. Oh, yeah, because every fucking billboard in L.A. was the new Spoon album. Some, was it really? Something with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I passed I one even... every day, and I was like, Spoon? Really? Her? Her? Yeah. 
huh. on the couch with Lucifer or something like that. I forget what the name. Something of it is. something yeah, devil, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, Lucifer on the sofa. That's the name of it. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, but it's a great album, actually. It so, really so wait, reignited Spoon is my back. love for Spoon. Spoon, Spoon is back. Uh, Vampire Weekend is back. When's my new White Stripes album? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is the part of Ellie where I'm like, you guys don't even know that you're in the past and you think you're in the future. Subscribe to the after show at patreon.com slash green and Lewis to hear us talk about early 2010 music. Oh! <laughs>